Hello, welcome to the Tuesday, August 30th, 2016 edition of the Sands and Storms and Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Just yesterday I talked about the new version of OpenSL and how it drops support for protocols like RC4 and SL version 2, but with all the attention paid to weaknesses in SL algorithms, the big problem still remains certificate authority. The latest one here is WoSign, which is a Chinese certificate authority. I wasn't familiar with them, but apparently it was possible with this certificate authority if you control a subdomain that you will also be given a certificate for the actual domain. As an example, a user at GitHub was able to get a certificate not just for his hostname at GitHub, but also for github.io. Same happened almost a year ago to a student at the University of Central Florida who was given a certificate not just for his hostname at ucf.edu, but also for ucf.edu. The GitHub certificate has been revoked. The ucf.edu certificate apparently has not been revoked yet, but then again, revocation causes problems as well. It doesn't always work as well as advertised. The real problem is that once a certificate like this is out there, it's really hard to pull it back. The GitHub certificate, for example, was valid for three years and it would have expired June 10th, 2018. It is of course not known what other certificates may have been issued by WoSign. They do appear to participate in certificate transparency. So you should be able to search certificate transparency logs for your domain name to make sure no invalid certificates have been issued. And the FBI issued a flash alert with details regarding scans against State Board of Election websites where SQL injection apparently was used in order to exfiltrate data. The alert does not talk about any election manipulation. Sounds like they are more after stealing data than modifying it. What's a little bit sad here is in part that they used the commercial tool Acunetics, a standard web application vulnerability scanner. So if you do run any tool like this, you probably would have found these issues before the bad guys found it after they identified a SQL injection vulnerability with uh, Acunetics that then used SQL map, another standard tool in order to exploit the vulnerability. Now the reason that they believe that Acunetics was used is that uh, that was the user agent. Uh, so apparently the attacker didn't even bother to change the default Acunetics user agent string. And Google's project Zero that has quite a history in finding vulnerabilities in security software is now looking at password safes. And one issue they found was with Keeper. Keeper is a password safe application that integrates with your web browser. And one problem here is that it sort of injects its own UI into a web page. Now, the problem of course is that now the web page itself could possibly modify this UI 
if the UI isn't properly isolated from the page surrounding it. So very classic issue, very modified sort of untrusted content and try to inject some trusted sandbox kind of a, for lack of a better word, into the HTML. That of course typically fails, like here with Keeper and an attacker could load a malicious HTML page that once Keeper injects its own UI, then fools the user into entering the credentials for the password safe into the wrong site. Keeper has responded and updated uh, the application. So if you're using this particular password safe, make sure that you're downloading the latest browser. And FireEye has a nice write-up about malware they found in ATMs in banks, automatic teller machines. Uh, the interesting part about this malware is that the thief is then authenticated via a specific EMV chip that's embedded in the thief's ATM card. Once the card with the special EMV chip is detected, Ripper, as uh, FireEye calls uh, this particular malware, then essentially gives the attacker full control over the ATM, which can then of course be used to dispense cash well. While FireEye doesn't have confirmation for it, they believe that this particular malware was used to take out a number of ATMs in Thailand and that particular heist made big news for netting the thieves 12 million Thai baht or that's about 350,000 US dollars. Well, that's it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow.